It's time for Rhema for Today. He wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Now, isn't that strange? That, he, that here's five porches full, five sheds full, all kind of people, all kind of diseases, halt, maimed, blind, withered. And Jesus comes to this one man, he doesn't, the rest of them is there, doesn't say anything about it. He saw them, said, you saw this fellow, knew that he'd been in that shape or condition for a long time. The Bible said it was 38 years. Said to him, rise, took up your bed, walk. And Jesus then just disappeared in the crowd. He got out of there in a hurry. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Seven Things You Should Know About Divine Healing. What Paul said here about the Lord's Supper, then divine healing or healing for the physical body must be in God's redemptive plan. It would have necessity have to be. It, it, even these that were weak and these that were sickly and these that had died prematurely, Paul's saying it was the will of God really for them to be healed and still be alive, live the full length of the time out down here below. That's what he's actually saying. So then, you need to know what God's will is in the matter, and God's word is his will. I know in dealing with people individually, and you know, I refer to the fact that I pastored nearly 12 years, and in 12 years of pastoral work, we never did bury one church member. But now it took me a long time. Now, don't misunderstand me. These folks were born-again people, spirit-filled people, people who believed in divine healing. Now, here's something else that's strange that I'm going to get to in a moment now. We, we had healing services in the church. We had gifts of the Spirit in operation. And 12 years' time, only two of my members of, were ever healed by supernatural manifestations. Only two of them. And yet we had them constantly for other people. I'm going to get to that in a minute. That's another thought. You see, these folks, in a sense, believed in divine healing all right. And yet as I visit them in their homes or talk to them personally on a one-to-one -one basis, it took me sometimes days, weeks, and even months to convince them that it's God's will. God wants you well. When the moment I got them to that place where they could see that, it was just a little minor thing to get them healed. Very minor. So that was the major. That's the major thing. Now, that brings me, as I said, we was going to come to another thought, to another thought that I have, one of the most important, that you need to know about healing. That is that you need to know the difference and distinguish the difference between God initiating healings and man initiating healings. Are you listening to me now? Now then let's read some scripture and I think you'll be able to see the difference. Let's read first of all from Matthew, the 8th chapter. We see here that the Word of God tells us that when Jesus 
was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. See, he came on the behalf of his servant's healing. I want you to turn then to the fifth chapter of Mark, and you'll find this to be the case with most of the people who were healed under the ministry of Jesus. Here's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5, 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And so on. And then it concludes in the 34th verse. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole, Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now I want you to notice, when the woman heard of Jesus, she came. She initiated the healing on her own and was healed on her own faith. The centurion came beseeching Jesus. He initiated the healing and so his servant was healed. His servant belonged to him, you see. You can, can believe usually for your household especially if they don't know. His servant was healed on his faith because Jesus said, turned around and said to those people with him, I've not seen so great faith, talking about the centurion's faith, I've not seen so great faith, no, not in Israel. Didn't he? Certainly he did. I've not seen so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now, compare that or contrast it with this. Turn with me to uh, John's Gospel, the Gospel according to St. John, and uh, the fifth chapter. The fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. And we'll start with the very first verse. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had. Now, first of all, let's get the picture. Here, here is this pool here uh, called Bethesda. And around that pool is five porches. We in our modern lingo would say five sheds. Uh, tradition says that a rich man had built these five sheds here to shield these folks from the hot sun. And uh, so these five porches or sheds are full of people, halt, blind, maimed, 
so on and so forth, waiting. What are they waiting for? Well, the troubling of the water, an angel came down from heaven. See, God does initiate healings on his own sometimes, you know. Their faith didn't bring him down. Nobody's faith brought him down. God, in his own right of divine sovereignty, just saw fit to do that. You see, he always wants to keep his healing power before people to get them to believe. And so, uh, ever so often, an angel came down and troubled the waters. Now, he, he couldn't have run on some kind of a schedule, for as that's the case, he wouldn't be in need of men out there every day. You just don't know when he's coming. But when he comes and troubles the water, then the first person in. Now think about that. Just one of them, that's all. That's all. Just one. Just one. That's all. Is healed. Well, now let's go on reading. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. Now you think about that. 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie. Now that is strange, isn't it? <laughs> That, that it doesn't say a word in the world about Jesus seeing the rest of these people, does it? And the five porches of them there, aren't they? Five sheds. That might be a little more clear to us, you see. Five of them, full. And when Jesus saw him lie, so Jesus had to be there to see him. Doesn't say anything about seeing the rest of them, but he saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case. How did he know it? By revelation. He saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? Now here's something that's very strange. Notice here, the man did not come to Jesus. Jesus came to him. Will thou be made whole? And the important man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water's troubled to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. And of course, just one got healed, so then he's out of luck. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. Glory to God. And took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. Because, see, Jesus told him, rise, take up your bed, and walk. So the man took up his bed and took off for home. And the Jews, therefore, said unto, unto him that was cured, it's the Sabbath day, it's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. And he answered, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, what man is that which said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. I mean, he didn't even know who it was. He wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Now, isn't that strange? That, he, that here's five porches full, five sheds full, all kind of people. All kind of diseases. Halt, maimed, blind, withered. And Jesus comes to this one man. He doesn't, the rest of them there doesn't say anything about it. He saw them. He said, he saw this fellow. Knew that he'd been in that shape or condition for a long time. The Bible said it was 38 years. Said to him, rise, took up your bed and walked. And Jesus then just disappeared in the crowd. He got out of there in a hurry. 
Well, why didn't he minister to all the rest of that crowd? And so here this man is carrying his bed. Of course, if you know anything about the old Jewish Sabbath, see, they weren't supposed to be carrying anything on the Sabbath. And there he is carrying his bed. And so the Jews said to him, you know, it's, it's unlawful for you to carry your bed here on the Sabbath. And he said, well, the man that cured me, the man to heal me, he told me to. <laughs> That's a pretty good argument, isn't it? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth E. Hagan Legacy Bible, a beautiful soft leather-bound Bible with his 26 original lessons on faith and a memorable portrait. Also, four CDs from the Hagan family that include How to Grow in Love by Kenneth W. Hagan, The Lord Our Peace by Lynette Hagan, from Craig Hagan, Healing Belongs to You, and finally from Denise Hagan Burns, New Seasons all for the special radio price of $140. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. The Winter Bible Seminar and Worldwide Homecoming, February the 20th through the 25th, right here on the USA campus. So make plans right now to be with us. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue this powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.